authentic conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Join America's leading relationship expert, top holistic life coach, and best-selling author, Dr. D. Yvonne Young, along with a diverse team of regular commentators, experts, and celebrity guests. Be entertained while being informed on the issues that affect you most. Don't miss it. Dr. D. Yvonne Young, providing you the tools you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. America. Today is December the 14th. It's hard to believe that I'm saying it's December the 14th, but it doggone sure is. First, I just want to um, start tonight's show by saying that if you're listening to this program right now, it is nothing to play with. Uh, We will more than likely skip taking breaks tonight because some of you are listening to this show hoping that it will solve a problem that everyone else may think is funny, but it is definitely not funny to you. Too often we find ourselves um, almost emotionally mutilated, needlessly so, from things that are were meant to really make us feel better, the things that we hoped and prayed for. And, and a lot of you have... Um, have been asking God, you know what, send me somebody right now in my life who will love me the way that I'm capable of loving them that will give me the respect and the consideration that I can give them that will fill the voids that are missing in my life. God, send somebody to me right now that will help me be the best version of myself that I can possibly be while I return in kind the exact same measure and contribution to that person's life. Well, I'm going to tell you something. Um, Love doesn't love anybody. It's not a game. It is so unfortunate that so many of us go into relationships without having dealt with our own stuff without having dealt with our own issues. I know I'll speak for me. I've had seasons in my life where in one season I was just uh, so ready to get married. I remember when um, I've been married twice, for those of you that don't know it, but I did it the first time. I was 20 years old, didn't know my head from my butt, And what met somebody was dating this uh, very, very attractive woman. However, she had issues. I had issues. We were too doggone young to be talking about marrying anybody. But, you know, you can't tell uh, somebody that's 20 that they don't know everything. <laughs> At least you couldn't tell me that and probably couldn't tell her that. My father was dying. I was making life-changing decisions. And I was really running for cover, you know, and that's why a lot of you now have jumped up in relationships trying to run for cover. Then I I look at another season in my life, Um, late 30s, getting ready to turn 40 years old. And at that point, many of us are just crazy as, uh, just crazy as a broken glass. 
but I was looking for love, you know, my mother. And, and I want you to hear some crucial points because a lot of this is happening to you guys too. My mother was dying. I'm an only child, an adopted only child, and I, I wanted someone to connect with. I wanted someone to fill a void that only either two things could fill, and those two things were either God or me. Like most of you, you know, that was inappropriate, and that, that is not, folks, Just be, I'm going to just call me out. That's not why you get in a relationship. You don't go marry folks uh, hoping that they're going to fix what's wrong with you, and that's what a lot of you are doing. Here's the other thing. In both those sets of circumstances, I rushed my little behind into things that I was not ready to take on. I was sure to hell not ready to be anybody's husband. Um, Hell, I wasn't even mature enough to be with me the way that I needed to be. And as I grew, as I looked um, at myself, what I was bringing to the table and what I wanted to take from the table, I didn't think about, you know what, bro, this, why are you doing this? What's going on with you that you feel you need someone to complete you? What What is your problem um, that you feel in this moment or this season in your life, if you don't have, find the right woman, if you don't put a ring on somebody's finger, if you don't have someone uh, that you can call your your significant other, your girl, uh, or for you ladies, your guy, you know, why do you feel that you're missing something? Now, here's another flip to that same script. I can remember times when God removed people from my life that kind of like a cat dragging a piece of meat out the trash can. I went in uh, my butt over into the garbage and clawed right back on something that God had discarded from me. In other words, I'm trying to take something that is really dead and I need to leave dead. I'm trying to breathe the breath of life back in it and resurrect something that's not meant to be resurrected. And what happens, you know, God is a gentleman. He will always let you do some stupid stuff for less of a reason just to make sure that he he teaches you, you are crazy. No, I'm just kidding. He teaches you that he has a better plan, but he'll let you go do it. So some of you right now, uh, God got rid of Tyrone, and, and you told Tyrone, you you know, you, somebody's calling you, you need to go pick them up, but you need to let Tyrone go, right? And instead, what would you do? You went right back, dug this fool out the garbage. And some of you brothers that are listening right now, that woman that wasn't worth a 50 cent worth of crab meat, and I'm talking about stale fake crab meat, right? You went and got her back. You were so uh, territorial, for lack of a better word, and that applies to men and women, that you could not just let go of this person that had no damn business coming back into your life. Now, here's here's a question I want to ask you. Why in the hell would you, if God removes somebody from your life, why would you drag them back in? And and many more of you, why are you sitting there crying over this fool that you don't you need this person like you need a fresh case of the heebie-jeebies or the cooties or something. You don't need people in your life. Love is a choice, and it's something that you – it's not for the faint of heart. 
You should not get in a relationship at all until you've got your stuff together. You getting in a relationship makes about as much sense as um, letting Stevie Wonder curl your hair with some hot curlers. I mean, it's, you know, don't get mad when your neck and ears have scabs on them because you've let the blind lead the blind. Also, some of you are wanting to get in a relationship because your girlfriend just got married because your partner, he's, you know, he's got an old lady and a kid now. I mean, you're, you're doing this for the most stupid of reasons. And I'm not calling you stupid, but what I'm saying is what you're doing is downright dumb. It is stupid. Why do it? I mean, why put yourself into a set of circumstances when you know freaking well and I said freaking, my, my producer's panicking, like, oh, God, no, please don't use fire. I'm not going to do it. I know I've limited my cursing to just a couple of four-letter words, but none of them start with an S. I mean, an F. Some of them do start with an S. But you cannot keep doing this. You cannot continue uh, to attempt to put old wine in a new skin. You just it, It's a waste of time. You cannot continue to push the envelope, on things that are over with and out of season. And and why? It's real simple. Don't you want something better? Don't you feel that it's time in your life that, let me say it another way. Don't, aren't you sick and tired of just being sick and tired? Aren't you fed up? and frustrated with these circumstances and these sets of people that mean no damn good, and you just, for whatever your reason, you cannot let this thing go. Well, for the millions of people that are going to tune into this program or that are tuned into this program because we're live right now, and if you're listening to the archive, don't think that God didn't have an intention for you to miss what we're going to discuss this evening because he did not intend for you to miss it. That's why you're tuning in right now. I want to tell you, whoever you are, I don't care if you are an executive at um, some major production house or you're a pro athlete or you, you're just a young woman that's pregnant with somebody's child and you're trying to figure, you know, do I really want this fool in my life? If you're a guy that you have a wedding date coming up in the next couple of days, next couple of weeks, and you're going, okay, man, I'm really not feeling this, or you're a a newlywed couple, you just got married, and you're sitting there going, okay, what the hell is going on here? You know, we fight more than we, I see, I did not say that when my producer was like, oh, my God, he's going to say the half word. I did not say it. But the truth is, if you're fighting, more than your fondling. <laughs> See, I did use an F word, but it wasn't the one you thought. If you are looking more forward to leaving home than you are coming home, if you're turning the corner and pulling into the driveway and you see a car in the driveway that belongs to the person that has a key to the door and you go, damn, damn, fool is home, or you wake up in the middle of the night and you look over on the other side of the bed and you're like, shit, you still here. That means that we need to talk, and that's what we're going to do tonight. I'm going to nail everybody. There's a lot of people that aren't going to like what I'm going to say, but um, I'm not here for you to like me. I'm here to help you love you. So we're going to attack commitment and relationships. We're going to attack it 
And we're going to be real. So here's what I want you to do. Get your child out the room. This is uh, We're going to have an adult conversation. We're not going to be talking about sex too much, but sex is going to be part of this conversation. We're also going to talk about signs that you're dating the wrong damn person and that your relationship is really flying south. And, and moreover, I'm not going to leave you hanging. If you need some help in this area, uh, there's a relationship readiness test on my website somewhere. I don't know where it is, but it's on there, uh, that you can take to see if your relationship is ready. And believe it or not, I'm getting ready to create um, a new test that will let you know whether you should stay in a relationship or whether you should just uh, stay at a dating level or you should amp it up and consider making a commitment or even amp it up further and get a ring. So that's coming soon. But in the meantime, uh, tonight, we're going to stop you. We're going to prevent you. We're going to eliminate you from making one of the biggest damn mistakes of your life, and that's getting yourself in something that it's a hell of a lot easier to get into than to get out of. So with that stated, here we go. I'm going to tell you some things that I really want you to pay attention to. And these are, uh, for those of you that are either just gotten married and going, what the hell, or you are about to get married or even get engaged, here's some stuff I want you to think about uh, and really pay attention to because if these things happen to be on your checklist, maybe you need to tell your significant other, would you go to the store and go get me some Bluebell or something? I, I, I got something to do. And then you need to listen to this show and write everything down with a, uh, what's, what's that damn thing called? A Sharpie. <laughs> you know, don't write it on a chalkboard because then you won't be able to erase it. But here's, here's something I want you to think about. Do you see yourself in wedded bliss? where you wake up together, where you had a romantic day at the beach and sunset dinners and midnight long uh, walks and all of this stuff. Well, I'm here to tell you that is possible. Now, but do you also see yourself arguing about who does the doggone dishes piled up in the sink? Or are you? do you see yourself arguing about money or, or another thing? Do you see yourself wondering, is this really something I should do? Now, the reason I'm asking you to do that is because all of that's going to happen. I don't care if you marry a, a cut-out figure and stuck them to a, what do they call that thing, uh, a vision board. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's your vision, your board, but at the end of the day, the glue is going to dry, the paper is going to tear. So here's the first thing I want you to think about. If you are dating right now and you're happy, saying that again, because some of you are going to go, what? If you are dating right now and you're happy, what would your reasons be for wanting to get married or to get engaged or to put a label on your relationship? Now you're probably going, Dr. D, what the hell that got to do with you helping me tonight? It's got a lot to do with me helping you tonight. Many people want to do commitment, and that's what this show is all about, commitment. They want to be in a committed relationship. They want to get married. They want to buy a cat and shed a dog or whatever for all the wrong reasons. So what I'm asking you is 
you know, what are your reasons for wanting to step the game up? You know, why is it imperative right now that you hurry up and go down the aisle? Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to piss some people off, and I want you to know this. I love God, and I'm a praying man. I am a meditating man. I, I think that in a previous life, I must have been a monk, or I just probably smoked a lot of pot. No, I'm just kidding. But I really do think that um, many of us allow piety. I can just hear somebody right now going, pie, what pie got to do? I didn't say no damn pie. I said piety. It's not the same thing. You got your mind on Thanksgiving and Christmas. I'm going to know. But piety, goodness, looking good before others, uh, doing what everyone else thinks you should be doing, what does that have to do with your life? Why are you trying to live up to a situation that has absolutely nothing to do with authenticity, transparency, and connectivity? So what are your reasons? Are you with your little horny butt just wanting to get married so you can get you some because you feel like, I'm going to stay a virgin until I get married? Let me warn you people, and I know some of my religious right folks are going to be pissed at me when I say this. I know if I'm dating you, I ain't marrying your butt until I know what you're working with. Now, that's me. I'm not saying that that's you, but uh, I'll admit it. I, you know, I'm, I I'm not going to call myself a freak. But I will say I understand what it's like to be one, okay? But that has nothing to do with this. That is me telling you too much of my business. My point that I'm making is that if you really want to get committed, why are you doing it? Are you doing it just so you can bump uglies? Are you doing it because you, you, you know, that heavy petting? What the hell is heavy petting? That sounds so weird. It seems even weirder to do. But if that's why you want to get married, homie, you're getting married for the wrong reason. Now, here's another thing. I am with child. That sounds weird, too, doesn't I am with child, uh, you think? <laughs> anyway, but if you are pregnant, that is not a reason to get married. Sure, back in feudal times and, you know, you've got the bacon rind and rock salt and the shotgun and you bust the cap and somebody's behind because they knocked up your daughter. Well, this is 2014 and it's almost over, folks. If you are pregnant, you should have wrapped it up. Second, that is not a reason to get married because now what you want to do is you want to have this makeshift, thrown-together set of circumstances because you were irresponsible sexually. Now, for some of you that are going, oh, Dr. Young, damn, man, now you're pushing it too far. No, I'm not, because here's the truth. You can be a good parent without getting married, because getting married, getting engaged, and having a commitment has much more to do with the value you add to someone's life willfully, not because you didn't screwed up and got yourself in a, in a hot mess. Now, here's another thing I want you to think of. Would marriage give you? that you don't have already. I'm going to repeat that again. And write this down, people. All right? The first thing I said is, you know, what are your reasons for getting married? Here's the other one. What would marriage give you that you don't have already? And moreover, what would you be giving up? I have a waiting list of people, couples, that want to see me. 
Uh, and I thank you, God, for blessing me with that. But I've learned I don't work with everybody because, I, you know, you just can't. But, but it, here's what I'm pointing out. If you want to get married because you are tired of living alone by a cat or a dog or some fish or something, seriously, because a person, especially if this person has children and you have never had children, or your children are grown, either or, you have to ask yourself, am I really ready to onboard that situation again or at all? The second thing is, with that caveat being made, what would you be giving up? If you are used to living alone, if something in your house breaks, you did it. You know what I'm saying? You can go to the toilet, leave the door open. You, You know what I mean? Why? Haven't you thought about that? And here's what I'm telling you to do. Before you tie the knot, buy rings, you know, buy some matching draws or something, write a list of your pros and cons down. And what I mean by that is what is going, what good in this, and then what are my give-ups? Because, see, a lot of you people, you have very good, yes, I'm talking to you, you have a very good relationship that you are about to screw up royally because you are not ready for this. But when you look and think about uh, pros and cons, somebody, I can just hear somebody, pros, cons, hmm, let me see. Well, the major issues that come up are about the loss of freedom in a marriage. Now, I'm, and, and believe me, I'm not sitting up here being anti-marriage, so don't go there. I'm, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you have to account for the other person in every decision that you make. For the minute that you say, I do, or for those of you that aren't getting married but just saying, okay, we're going to move in together or we're going to live together, we're just going to put a label on this relationship. The minute you do that, people, you, if you're, if you're a mature adult, have to account. I didn't say should. I didn't say you could. I said you have to, meaning don't make a commitment unless you are really ready to do what comes with it. You have to account for the other person in all, did you hear what I just said, in all of your decisions. Now, see, I want to hit this nail on the head with kids. I wrote a book called Break Up, Don't Break Down. And if you guys have ordered that book lately, it's because we're out of stock and you should be getting it soon. But if you are about to get break up or about to get married and you have kids, I don't care if your kid is 20 years old or 20 months old, and what the hell is 20 months? Why can't people just say the baby is one year and eight months. I don't get this months thing. He's 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 three months old. Anyway, but but the point I'm making is everything you do now you bringing your mess into an innocent kid's life, and what you have to think about is what has this child already been through. Here's and and here's what I'm getting because people go, my baby ain't been through nothing. Sit your behind down and sit over there because I'm coming for you. If you are divorced and have a child, or you never were married and have a child, if you are the fortunate people that have a baby after you like 30, just 
behind has not thought out, you know, what is this going to be like, me bringing in uh, one, uh, one, two new roommates, because if the children are teenage or adolescents, it's like you are bringing in new roommates, okay? It's, and it doesn't matter, because if you move into the person's house, they move into your house, it's the shared space and territory that I'm talking about, all right? And we're going to talk about, you know, all that stuff a little later in the show, but I'm just, I'm laying, a, I'm setting the foundation. Another thing is every time you and this person you're with now, you have a disagreement. If you don't think just because the kid didn't hear you arguing that they can't see the change in your attitude, your facial expressions, you sitting around the house looking like you about to bury your mama for the second time, whatever the hell is going on with you, you need to realize that marriage and dating and engagement and commitment has a price tag. Now, one of my clients, this dude was so hell-bent on wanting to get serious in a relationship, he was neglecting his business and spending more time um, dealing with issues that had very little to do with the things that really mattered, like running a company, um, that had something to do with his connection to his children that he already had or whatever. You've got to pay attention to this stuff. You cannot jump your happy behind up and think that, you know, everybody else just should go with your life's up and down because you're motivated for a relationship. If anything, that's a sign you are desperate, selfish, and being very um, self-centered as you approach your life. Now, here's something else I want you to think about. How do you view relationships. And I'm not saying, well, I think they're fantastic. I, I can't stand them. What? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about what is your perception of what a committed relationship looks and feels like? Some of you think that, you know, well, you know, my mama, anytime a man, ladies, starts talking about what his mama did, you need to tell him quick and hurry. Did you did you have sex with your mama? Because I ain't your mama. And gentlemen, when women start telling you, you know, uh, my daddy, my daddy, you need to look at them and say, uh, was your daddy a pedophile? Because I am not marrying my daughter. You know what I'm saying? That ain't how this works, folks. That's not how any of this works. And you need to think about and discuss your view of what marriage looks like, and I'm not talking about your uh, Harlequin novel. I'm not talking about your little fantasy PG-17, we're going to drink some eggnog and sing by the fire view of marriage. I'm talking about the real stuff. And what what do I mean by real stuff? How does money look to you? Do you believe in sharing it? Or do you believe in sharing his money and not your money or her money and not his money? What's up with the prenup? 
How much access will you have to a bank account? Have you thought about Because here's the deal. People will say, you know I'll give you anything you need uh, until they get mad at you, then they throw in your face what they gave you. See what I'm saying? Uh, that's the real stuff I'm talking about. I'm not talking about your on a good day, on a clear day, we can see forever stuff. I'm talking about when you well, you know when you get mad, you something else now. Let's stop lying about it. You know damn well you can be a little, uh, a little unique, let's just put it that way. Another thing, have you talked about your views on opposite-sex friends? I've had people get in these relationships, and they come in my office, and, you know, the man or the woman is sitting there saying, you know what, um, I found some dirty pictures on his phone or her phone. Okay, have you thought about that? Are you really ready? Now, I, I'm going to say this to some of you that already are in a relationship. I definitely uh, want you to think past this one. If you are really talking about fixing something you rushed into prematurely, this is probably a show you really should be listening to. I'm going to tell you why. Nothing and nobody can unstrike this match that you've blown out. You struck it, blew it out. Now you've taken vows and you got God up in this thing. You know, your wedding vows said, in the presence of Almighty God, we're gathered here today. And it ended in whatever God is joined, let no man put asunder. So, moving forward in the program, if you are married, I'm not telling you to get a divorce, but I am telling you you might want to step back and pay attention to what we're discussing tonight. And if that means you go back to your house and she goes back to her house, or that means that, uh, you know, especially you got some kids up in this mix, I want you to realize you can't be acting no fool and acting like you one of the damn kids. You know, you, you can't have no sippy cup. You can't, uh, if you're wearing some pajama, pajamas and the seat flaps down in the back, you're just a freak. No, I'm just kidding. But you, you already get what I'm going with this. Now, here's the next thing for those of you that have not crossed into the deep water yet and those of you that have. How much of your time are you willing to devote to somebody else? I know. Some of you right now are going, oh, damn, Doc, come on. Now, well, let's be real. You want to step it up. You want to go ahead and put the ring on it. You know, you, you want to do the Beyonce. You want to put a ring on it? Okay. When you put the ring on it, the ring is not going to change your damn behavior. And, ladies, if you are more excited about your wedding than you are creating a good foundation for your marriage, you you really need to be listening to this show, and you and I need to have a long talk, child, when I'm out there. But how much time are you willing to devote to a life partner? You know, one of the questions I get most frequently when I'm being interviewed in the national media is, uh, Dr. Young, you're a relationship expert. And I always have some idiot ask me this like every other interview. Why aren't you married? And the first thing that I say is marriage does not 
uh, completes your life. It complements your life. And I, of all people, being a re- an expert in relatedness and relationships, and I'm not just talking about domestic and re- I'm talking about even corporate relationships or relationships with brands and what have you, you must seriously understand what do I have to give to get what I want. And I know for a fact, between my flights, my practice, and my schedule, when I get home and it's just me, I'm tired. I don't even want to see me. I look in the mirror and be like, damn, there he goes again. You know what I'm saying? I mean, seriously, I don't even want to see me. I know damn well I don't want to see nobody else every day. You know, and if I would have come to that awareness in my life that I do want to see somebody else every day, I'm going to be man enough to realize that, you know what, some of these meetings and some of these um, these quests to bring home the gold that I have are going to have to take a back seat to someone saying, I want you to go to the grocery store with me. See right now, some uh, tuna fish and some eggs and some celery I'm I'm more concerned about trying to make money than that. You know what I mean? But there's going to come a time, gentlemen, ladies, that you are going to have to uh, tell the people that you work for, you know what, Uh, I have a penis at home I need to take care of. I have a vagina that needs my attention. And I'm not talking about you taking care of your own stuff because I know some of y'all are, you know, playing with your crotch puppet. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the other person, right? Sometimes in a relationship, you actually have to have sex with another person and not yourself. I know that's going to come as a shock to a lot of you. Uh, But the truth be told, between sex, between making time, especially if you marry somebody with children, to pick them up from school, to take them to whatever practice they have to go to, to even spending, yes, your money on their student activities, you must think about that. And if you don't think about that, I guarantee you, your marriage is not going to last too long. You're a committed relationship. You're living together. Now, here's something else. Before you get married, and for those of you that are already cohabitating and or married, You need to have this discussion yesterday, but for those of you contemplating it, you need to put it on the to-do list. What are your top priorities in your life, period? You know, like um, if you are 35 going on 40 and your parents are still living, you're going to have to start going by the house and checking on mom and them more. You're going to have to make some flights home. And is this person down for you being gone? for two and three days or a weekend or a week, and if your parent is sick as elderly or sickly, what if they have to move in? Are you ready now to have uh, your significant other's wife, uh, I mean mother or father, living with you? Have you thought about that? Because if you're thinking about cohabitating in marriage, you damn well better think about that. Now, I'm, and I'm not trying to scare you off. However, knowledge is power. You need to make a list of your top priorities in life and talk to your partner and ask these difficult questions because if, I'm going to give you a great example. I have um, had several celebrity clients of mine, pro athletes, 
actors, actresses get in relationships, and all of a sudden, well, I'm not even going to go there. I'm going to even say some of my accountants, engineers, some of my doctors, just average working people, plumber, whatever, and they marry somebody and they'd be like, well, you know, my cousin or my sister, you know, they're not doing too good and they need to come stay with us for a while. You need to ask people, how do you feel about this stuff? Because when it happens and you're sitting there looking at them, they're looking at you, and you're at odds now, and I'm going to make this even more real. What if you moved in their house? Meaning you moved in your wife's house or your husband's house or your, you're not even married, but you moved out your apartment, packed your stuff, and most of the stuff in the house belongs to another person. What do you do with that? Because now they tell you, well, you know what, my sister's coming to stay with us and her two kids. And you're like, wait a damn minute now. I got two kids here. You got two kids here. Now you're going to add two more. Damn, what's going on? I mean, this is real stuff I'm talking about, people. Here's another thing. And this is a warning sign that your butt may be tripping. Are you willing to just sacrifice every damn thing about you to have a relationship? Because if you are, you don't need to be getting in a relationship. You really don't because you're a desperate child. There's something real wrong with you. And we again, I'm just going to say it again. Me and you, boo, we need to talk. Now, here's the next deal. Are you emotionally available for a relationship? I know every man in the room right now is just sitting there going, uh, it's funny. My producer's looking at me on this monitor point. Yeah, you are you. And a little girl can sit out somewhere. Anyway, the, the truth is, though, are you emotionally, yes, I'm emotionally available. I just don't have no time. But the truth is, are you emotionally available? Meaning, when somebody tells you, you know, I really had a bad day. Are you really in a position to sit down and let them talk? Or are you going to be like, hell, I did too. I don't want to hear that shit. You know what I'm saying? Are you really there? And and for some of you that don't, I know there are a lot of people that's going, what does emotionally available mean? Okay, here's what it means. What are the circumstances that make it difficult for you to commit? I'll give you an example. If you are still mad at your ex-husband or your ex-wife, you're not ready to get in a relationship. You still have some emotional baggage. If you have commitments such as your children or an aging parent, a financial strain, or you're in the midst of changing careers, do not go get married. You're not ready. You need to help not only heal yourself, but these children you got, these thoughts that you have and your fact that you are, you know, your money is funny, you don't need to be getting with somebody else going on because I guarantee you, I don't give a damn, unless you marry a multimillionaire and even some of those people, if they can, if they pay for everything, you already know you ain't running nothing, right? Because now you're just basically a child getting an allowance from your husband, your significant other, fiance, whatever. So do you have some stuff in your life that's still out of order, all right? Remember, this show wasn't about them being committed to you. This show is about are you ready for commitment? Or is, because you can really be in love with somebody, 
But these are things you cannot ignore. You you cannot stop and sweep any of what I'm telling you under the rug. I guarantee you, most of the people that come to see me, I have everything from psychiatrists, psychologists. I even have other relationship experts coming to see me about this stuff, which I'm not saying that's not a good thing. But the truth is, had they examined any of what I'm saying right now, they could have come to see me under far different circumstances and for a lot less stressful reasons. Now, how do you know if you're ready? You need to – here's the deal. Well, well, before I even go there, let, let me finish this because I really want to cover some ground. The program is going to go about 15 minutes over tonight. So uh, typically we're on from uh, 7.30 Central uh, to 8.30 Central or a little beyond. But tonight we're going to probably go about 15 minutes over. So uh, stay with me. If you are I'm, – I'm going to do men and women. <laughs> okay. Here's signs that you are dating a really immature man. Fellas, I don't want no mail from you because I'll cuss you out. No, I'm just being funny. No, I will probably say something fly to you, so don't don't write me. Um if you're the first real relationship that this man has had and he's thirty, forty years old, he doesn't have anything to compare you to. And if you were a young sister, because I know I got a lot of uh, fans, I, I did not notice. Uh, I've got like sixty, seventy some thousand people on Facebook, and we just got uh, surveys back. Most of my audience is uh, we have. Well, I'm not going to say most. That's a lie. One, about maybe twenty eight percent of my audience was under thirty years old. So that's really cool. That tells me that you guys are trying to get some game from an OG. So you might want to listen up because I do know what I'm talking about, and I'm not talking about book sense. I'm talking about um, real-life experience, and I do have the credentials, but I know what it's like. So I want to warn you, young lady, if this man, if you're his first real relationship, you might want to pump your brakes. He doesn't have anything to compare you to. And I'm not saying he doesn't love you, and I'm not saying your relationship isn't valid. I'm just saying pump your brakes and take your time. Another thing, ladies, do you have a man that knows how to communicate with you? Or is it every time y'all try to talk, some stupid comes out of it? Now, I'm not going to say, sister, you ain't got something to do with it now. Uh, I know I'll use me for an example again because you guys know I do that. In my uh, dating schema, I've often had women say to me, well, I know you've got to be dating another woman. Uh, I, well, you know, are you seeing someone else? No, woman, I'm busy. I actually, You know that there are actually some professionals out here that work for a living. I happen to be one of them. So if your guy cannot understand that you are a career-minded woman or you have a business or you have children and, you know, you can't just be his sex kitten whenever you want to, you can't be his secretary all the time, that may not be a guy for you. You need to get a mature man that understands that you have other commitments. Another thing, if the man cannot own his own flaws and he's always blaming you, everything is your fault, even if it is your fault, 
and I'm saying this to men and women, but I'm trust me, fellas, don't get mad at me because I'm coming after the women when I get through with this. You already know that. Uh, when a man can't own his own flaws, that's a problem. You know, everything, okay, that's your fault. <laughs> you know, that's called you're dating a narcissist and an idiot. Run, it will only get worse. Um, when you need him, he's never there for you. And I'm not just talking about you need your rent paid because he didn't help you move in that apartment. So when you moved in, you should have thought about that. However, I'm talking about for things like emotional support, you know, a couple of hundred dollars here and there, you know, a thousand, whatever. But and but I'm not saying, you know, well, I don't I don't believe in nobody getting pimped. I don't think you should always take care of him and he should not always take care of you. This is 2014. It takes two people to make it. But I'm talking about empathy and sympathy and compassion and a listening ear. Is he available? All right. Um, here's another one. Are you just convenience? Other than that, the dude don't want to be bothered. And I'm not, and listen to me, people, I'm not saying this is a reason to kick nobody to the curb. What I'm saying is these are reasons to know that you are not ready to be putting a label on something or buying rings and going to Jared, you know, or some jewelry store, because I know the people, my listeners down in the Virgin Islands and the Caribbean are going, Jared? Who is Jared? No, it's a jewelry store. You have to be in the States about that one. But bottom line is, another one, is he lazy? And is he a hypocrite? You know, I'll give an example. You, he texts you. You call him back. You text him, he doesn't call you back. And then when he texts you, he's like, why the hell you didn't call me back? Well, wait a minute. You need to give people the same respect you want from people. So is he mindful of your time like he wants you to be mindful of his? Now, here's another one. Does he threaten to break up with you every time something goes wrong? If you have a man that does that, that is immaturity and is wrong. And, fellas, let me give you some uh, homework on that one. Unless you're really going to lead a woman, don't tell her, you know what, I'm, I'm done. Don't do that. Just, you know, because I'll tell you like this. The more you say it, the more you probably are done. And the more she hears it, she's definitely going to be done with you. So to both parties, don't threaten that, okay? Now, gentlemen, start your engines. I'm getting ready to tell you how the women that you need to avoid. And, ladies, if this is you, I'm going to say it like I say when I'm doing my lectures. If you throw a rock in a pack of dogs, the dog it hits will holler. So if this makes you holler, don't, don't be mad at the messenger. I'm just giving you a message. Have you dealt with your issues yet? Or do you want to? Now, fellas, there are a lot of women that are going to meet you, especially if the lady is over 35 or 40, and she's going to tell you something to this effect. I'm looking for a serious relationship. I want a man. I'm not trying to date around. And if a man sleeps with me, we got to have a relationship. First of all, sister, quit drinking so much damn coffee because you are tripping. Second, fellas, you know, you got to understand why she's telling you this. Women, and this is not true 
it's more stereotypically true. And what I mean by that is everybody's different, but the assumption is women tend to be a bit more emotional or feeling-oriented than men. So when women, good, especially good women, get in a relationship with a man, they, they put everything in, the pots, pan, kitchen sinks, and bath water, whatever. Then the guy hits it and doesn't call. Or, you know, relationship lasts two months, and the dude just for no reason stops dealing with her. So now this woman is like, okay, I slept with you, I had sex, I, I cooked your dinner, I gave you $20, whatever the hell. And after three or four of those sisters really do get burnt out, fellas. So when you're dating a woman, you ask her, baby, what are your issues with men? That's a slick way of going, are you crazy? No, I'm just kidding. But ask her, what are your issues with men? And listen, you hear me, gentlemen? Because most of y'all don't listen. We don't listen. We just wait to talk. I mean, truly listen. And then ask her, okay, well, what are you going to do about that? And listen, if she tells you something that makes sense, you might want to hang because you're probably talking to a very intelligent woman. If she say, hell, I ain't going to never start running because that means she, you got you got a problem. Here's another thing, fellas, when it comes to women. She's willing to change everything to accommodate you. You could tell her, you know what, uh, I'm going to hell. And she'd be like, okay, I'm going to. I'm just going to wear some shorts. Yeah, that was crazy, wasn't it? Anyway, but th- that is a sign that that woman is desperate and desperate women are the women that end up keying your car. You know that song, I bust the windows out your car. Okay, you don't want that. I'm telling you, any woman that is willing to change everything about herself, if you like comic books, she starts talking about let's have sex and I'm going to be Batgirl and you be Batman. That, if you got one of them, if she's uh, dated three men, one of them was a Jew, the other one was a Muslim. I know this sounds like a joke getting ready to happen. Another one was a Christian, and she's been Jewish, and she's been Islamic, and now she's Christian. Another sign, she may be crazy. Um, and, ladies, if you see a man like that, you need to really tuck off running because that dude is gone. Now, here's the other one. If someone is always saying, you are the one, and this could apply to just you. Are you looking for the one? The one what? Are you crazy? There's no such thing. I don't care who you get in a relationship with. It is going to require that you actually sit down and have an intelligent conversation. So don't start it by saying, I'm looking for my soulmate, because what you might want to look for is your meds. That means you're kind of tripping. The other thing is people, I'm just going to say this because this is usually associated with women, trust issues. I know that that has more mess connected to it in theory, but it is real. If the person you're dating was abandoned by their dad, neglected by mom, or they have terrible exes and they don't trust anyone, you know, and you think it's okay, <laughs> or she thinks it's okay to check your phone and read your Facebook messages, and uh, without you knowing, you need to get away from this crazy person. 
They are out there, and trust me, you do not want to be in nothing like that. Um, if you're the person that's doing this, you and I really need to have a long talk. I don't, you know, I have had, in my profession, uh, I call it the B-list celebrity thing because I'm on TV and radio a lot and all that junk, but I've had people go through my Facebook pictures and whatever. I had one, this one chick I dated, beautiful woman, and she started texting people via Facebook. You know, and I'm like, are you crazy? These people pay my salary. Those are the people that buy my books. What the hell are you doing? And now, if I just be honest about it, you know, there were mitigating circumstances there that, uh, you know, her past, my present, whatever, that made just added more of a strain in that situation. So if you have trust issues, you do not need to be trying to get into a committed relationship yet. You need to deal with your issues and get to the bottom of why you don't trust me. And sometimes it's real. I mean, with my um, in my practice, I have a lot of people that make seven-figure incomes. And when you make seven million dollars a year, you have to ask yourself, why is so and so around me? Do they really like me or do they really like my money? My answer to that question is a simple one. Dumbass, okay, you already know what I almost said, but don't go spending your money playing uh, Captain Sable, you know what, you know, something you dig in a garden with. Don't go out there like that. Allow people to get to know you. Go to places they could afford to take you, not where you can afford to take them. Because don't get mad if you start whining and dining somebody and then all of a sudden they expect it. You, you know, it's like you get mad and they go to court and say, well, you know, I need you to make sure that I can maintain the standard of living that you've gotten me accustomed to. So don't get them accustomed to it. You feel me? Okay, good. Here's another one. And this is also for men. Men. There's no other way for me to put it. Stop dating hoes. In other words, you keep dating women that are bad for you. How did you think you were going to go to church? Yes, I said it, church. Hoes go to church too. Or the club, and you keep meeting women that are at church twerking. Well, I hope they're not at church twerking. Oh, listen, audience, I got to say something. Y'all Google pole dancing for Jesus. That is the weirdest thing. Yes, it's in Texas. I hate to, that's why I'm claiming my other residence in Atlanta now more. Dual residence is going to be my thing. Uh, But they have a thing called pole dancing for Jesus. That's proof that there's some crazy-ass women at church. But anyway, stop going after women that are at the club, strippers, got three or four baby daddies, and you wondering why in the hell this chick got you in her mix. Dude, I don't feel sorry for you. I really don't. And ladies, what the hell is wrong with y'all? You dating men that hit on you, that pick you up late in your own damn car. I mean, really? Come on, seriously now. You you can do better. And then here's the other one. This one is uh, when you hear anybody say, 
either one of these things, take off running north, south, east, or west, just get the hell out of there. I want a relationship so bad. And I'm going to say this. I'm talking to the fellas, but I'm talking to women too. Stop saying that. That makes you sound like you don't lost your damn mind. You know, I just want to settle down. I don't want to date. I'm just, I'm wife material. Girl, look, let me tell you something. Try this. Just be yourself. I know that's a stretch for many of you, but just be you. Allow time to speak up on your behalf. You don't have to do anything to convince somebody that you're the right person for them. Except be you. Now, here's the deal. I'm going to give you some signs that you, yes, you, male or female, are not ready for a relationship. Your compass is not pointing north. Okay, well, you probably won't know that because you're not. I wonder where do we get these expressions. Mm, that dog don't hunt. Porch lights on, ain't nobody home. That compass ain't pointing north. I think I think that's how you can. That's proof that moonshine played a big role in American history. Anyway, um, but when you know that you are dating someone because of physical features that you like, I know two or three men that have married an ass in the last two or three years. One of them being Kanye West. Never mind. I love you, Kanye. You know your ass is crazy, though. But the truth of it is, some of us, we are just, you know, oh, look at his shoulders, girl. He got a six-pack. His IQ, his IQ is like under 100. What is wrong with you? You're in love with his car. You're in love with the fact that she has MDJD, uh, whatever, DDR, you know, by, behind her name. So if you are in a relationship because of a booty, a chest, a six-pack, or a penis, or somebody can freak you in bed, you are tripping. That is not a reason to commit to a relationship. Here's another thing. You need somebody to be make you feel happy. You're miserable unless you are coupled up with someone. Again, my famous question that everyone likes to hear me say have you lost your damn mind? What is wrong with you? Listen, you cannot find an external solution to an internal problem. You have to love you. You have to be happy with you. You can't, I don't care how much sex you have, how how many muscles, how many dollars he has. And, you know, a lot of people say uh, money, they say money can't buy love, but it can rent the hell out of life. Okay, look, I get it, but that means you are ratchet yourself. But the point I'm making is if you need somebody or the things they have to make you feel happy, why don't you go back to school? Get a career. As a matter of fact, I'm going to give you a quick litmus test. If you had what this person that you want to marry is offering you, and you had it without consequences. So for you, some of you, that might be just some good sex. You could just have somebody come over there and put it on you, and you, could, and you didn't have to see them later. 
would you be okay being single? Or if they, if you had a new car, or if you had, you know, um, more resources, financial resources, if you had someone just to keep you company, would you need to get married or get engaged or cohabitate? Because if you can say, no, I wouldn't need it if I had that, please don't screw up somebody else's life and yours too. Ladies, this one is especially for you, and I love I love you. I love you all so much. But you can't change a man. You already knew he just got out again. Look at, look at Phaedra and Apollo. I'm just going to go Real Housewives of Atlanta. Phaedra went and got Apollo. Apollo is six foot three, 200, and girl, look at him. That's some walking butterscotch right there. You know, okay, where's Apollo right now? This fool got out, was on national TV getting 50 grand a year, living with a woman that's making about maybe 400,000 a year. Nice home, and you heard what he said. She was coming to see him in the projects when he was on an inflatable bed. Are you listening to me, women and fellas? You can't turn no hoe into no housewife. You cannot change people. And if you don't see someone willing to change themselves, don't try to be a therapist. Let me tell you something. I am a relationship coach. I'm one of the best people in America at what I do. And if you don't think sometimes I look at people and go, what the hell? So don't you try to do it if you haven't been trained, because even with my training, I've had many days where I thought about going and smoking weed again. I swear to Jesus, some of these people. So you cannot change folk. Don't try to do it. Here's the other thing. If you are looking for someone to save you, you just want, I want to be, you know, I don't know what it is about some of you beautiful women turning 40 uh, that you just, you want to be married. Girl, let me tell you something. Buy a dog. That The dog can keep you company if you don't worry the hell out of it. But, uh, and I'm serious about worrying the dog because some of y'all just, I don't, I don't get it. But anyway, or a cat or a lizard or whatever it is you want. But the truth is, Nobody can save you. Hell, God can't even save you unless you actually want to participate because after a while, you got to help yourself. There is no one. You know, I think it was so funny. I, I have some really interesting friends. You know, one of my friends wants to date a guy because of whatever. he His wife just died. Another lady I know, she wants to date somebody because her husband just died. Listen, you are sick. Setting yourself up for someone to play you like a Stradivarius. The, what, God does not allow people to leave your life until you're capable of standing on your own feet. So if your spouse died or somebody you just got out of a divorce, get to know you. Quit trying to always get a new pair of drawers to wash. You know, you wash your panties or wash your boxes. But you don't need someone else's draws in the water with your draws. Just just get to know you. Stop looking for someone to complete you. You know, I get it. The movie Jerry Maguire was one of those teary-eyed things that girls went to the theater to see. But as much as you complete me, 
sounds romantic. Or I went to go see this last movie. Uh, I can't even think. Danny Glover's in it and some chick and some guy. Anyway, the girl's the, uh, the aspiring singer, and the dude saves her from jumping off the balcony, and he looks into her eyes and says, I see you. Okay, good. Look in the mirror and see your damn self. You don't need someone else to see you. I mean, it's nice, but how can they see you when you don't see you? And being real frank, people see in you what you see in you. So if you look in the mirror and you see Precious, that's what everybody else sees when they look at you in the mirror. God, oh, Precious ain't listening to this show. And that's the second time I done talked to Precious, look here, baby. I love you all 300 or 400 pounds of you. But my partner, Faison, is a comedian, and he made this joke saying that he thought people talking about he looked like Precious. He does. That's really scary. Uh, we'll, we'll just leave that alone. All right. Anyway, so the next thing is start pursuing some interest that you have more than you pursue people. Some of y'all right now got an account on on eHarmony, on Match.com, on Adult Friend, Find a Black Planet. If you got an account on Black Planet, your ass is really gone. But But the point I'm making is, Stop looking for love. Let it find you. As a matter of fact, let me tell you something. When you get in a bad relationship, you're making at least four people miserable. You, the person you're with, and the two people that God had intended you to meet. So let me give a recap. My producer is looking at me saying, you got ten minutes. Okay, I know I got 10 minutes. Okay, I get it. I got 10 minutes. Hey, y'all, I got 10 minutes in case y'all can hear me say it four times. Um, First thing, if you have children and you are getting into a relationship, you need to have a long talk with this other person about their view of kids, and everybody typically is going to say the right thing. I don't mind. Your children are my children. That's a bunch of bull. I don't care unless you're marrying a, uh, somebody that's a, a school teacher that works with kids all the time. If you have not raised kids, the reality of children in your house versus what you are thinking in your magical mind is totally damn different. Do not bring your children into your relationship until you have been with this person for at least a year and a half. Now, if you are already married, and, you know, you're, you're already bumping into the wall, you may consider a, a separation. That person and their kids needs to get away from you. You stay where you are, and you need to start dating again, getting to know each other, and you need to get relationships with these kids. And I'm, I'm going to say it two different ways. If it's some little kids, like two or three years old, you, but, and I'm talking to both people, uh, the parent and the person is dating the parent. You need to stop and think, am I really going to be there? Because if you keep going in and out of a toddler's life, that is cruel and it is cruel and it is cruel. If you're dating somebody with kids between 5 and 12 years old, that's when they start developing their expectations of and impressions of gender, how relationships work, and what have you. I know me and my ex-wife got divorced uh, when my two, I was there when they were little and all this, and then I went back to school, mother died, you know, it was tumultuous. 
I could not make up for that time that was gone. And, you know, my son, um, I had to go visit my son today. He was sick in the hospital. Oh, by the way, pray for my son, Aaron, because he was, you know, he's uh, sick, not real sick, but he'll be all right. But bottom line, I'm sitting there talking, um, and I was talking about when I wasn't there. You know, I was in school, and my thought process is, okay, I'm going to do pre-med, get out, go to grad school. So when they're grown, I'll be there. Well, me not being there during that period of time, I'm not going to say it wrecked my kid's life, but it damn sure didn't help it. And, you know, and like most men, we figure if we can't walk in with a bear on our back, that means bringing money and food and all that, we don't need to be there. Fellas, that's wrong. That's a mistake I made. Uh, your time is worth more than your money, so I'm just going to say that. But the truth is, if you're dating someone with a kid between 5 and 12, don't, one, don't expose your damn kids to people, people, until you know for a fact that this person is a permanent fixture in your life. They don't – I had a friend of mine that was uh, – she's high up in education, and I was doing her t- a radio show, and she was talking about how she had one particular mother that uh, her kids had been in her school from kindergarten through fifth grade, and she had seen five or six different men come to different events. Now, see, you as an adult, you're thinking, I'm not being promiscuous. I'm dating. I'm single. You know, I'm only dating one person at a time once a year, but see, over five years, you've had five different people around your kids. So to you, it's just you were dating. To your kids, it's what the hell are you doing? And moreover, what message are you sending them? Next thing, if the person has kids between 12 and 17, depending on what they saw with their parents during a divorce and when they were married, you are either going to add significantly to the healing of that child or you're going to be a very unattractive figure in that child's life, meaning now you don't bought your craziness up there. So if they had a crazy daddy telling them they wasn't this and wasn't that and abusive and you come up there telling them they wasn't this and wasn't that, calling them out their names, you just went and took a bad, broken situation and added your stink to it. Now, you done screwed up a a kid that was probably just healing from their biological parent. Here your crazy ass comes, and yes, I said your crazy ass, and you have added to the problems that this child has already seen. Now, I'm going to flip the script. I'm going to say both parents are the people dating. If you're going to date someone with teenage children, You need to get to know those kids like you're building a relationship with them outside of their parents. Now, fellas, this is some real, 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 real touchy stuff. If you're talking about a woman with a teenage daughter, I'm going to tell you tread lightly on that because if that chick gets pissed at you, she might pull a Bill Cosby fan club on you, you know, where she'll go and tell her daughter, yeah, I'm going to get his ass. I'm got, we're going to tell the police he tried to mess with you and get some money out of him. So, uh, fellas, you stay away. Do not be along with someone's teenage daughter, especially if this chick is the kind of person that's materialistic because they may lie on you and you'll be on TMZ. Okay, don't do it. I'm warning you, do not do it. Don't do it. But in as much, you need to figure out a way to get to know that person's kid. 
And maybe it means that, you know, mom, you when you take your daughter around your, your new boyfriend, bold, almost fiancé, whatever you want to call a dude, you need to go with them somewhere, but you need to get up and leave and let them have time to talk. I mean, stay within eyeshot of them or whatever, but give them moments, uh, you know, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, where they can talk while you're just kind of walking around the mall or whatever it is you're doing. You, Because if, if you can't get along with a person's kids, your marriage is doomed, I'm going to tell you right now. It's not going to work because it will be you against them. And if it's more than one child, it damn sure is you against them. Secondly, uh, single parents, before you start introducing people to your kids, you need to check them for temperament because they may be in front of you. Oh, I love your kids. And then when you get away from them, they would be like, you little bastard, get off my rug, you know. I'm going to put you out or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So watch how people interface with your children before you start talking about rings and moving in together. The other thing is have a discussion. How do you feel about stuff? You know, like if my kids, can my kids play in your house? And everybody's going to say, yeah, I promise you, people say one thing, but you need to watch. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to say this to both genders tonight. If you want to really know somebody, look at how they act when they're pissed off and you're looking at the real them. So when they get pissed off, they just get quiet and go chill and just, you know, okay, that's a pretty mature person. But if they get pissed off, start cussing you out, the dog out, the cat out, the bird, the kids, the fish, you do not want this person with your children. That is, it's just going to get worse because if you have older kids, somebody's going to get an ass whooping, and I said it. Yes, somebody's going to end up fighting, so don't do that. All right, now my producers are telling me I'm down to a couple of minutes, so let me do this housekeeping. If you missed any part of this program, all of my programs are recorded, so they're archived. You can just Google Dr. D. Yvonne Young podcast, and you can listen to any show that I've done, and there are hundreds of podcasts covering hundreds of subjects from sex to dating to how to get an answer from God to how to get somebody to shut the hell up. No, I haven't done that one yet, but I should. Uh, But there's lots out there. Second thing, if you're listening to us right now via Blog Talk Radio, go click the follow button, and if you have a Facebook Pinterest account, Pinterest, Pinterest, whatever. I don't know what that is. How you say it? So don't call me and tell me I said it wrong. Uh, uh, Twitter or Google or LinkedIn, you just hit the button and you can follow the shows. That's simple. Um, the other thing that I want you to do, on Facebook, I want to thank you guys. We uh, will probably hit 100,000 people following us on Facebook this month. Um, I, I really love you so much. Thank you for that. Um, and also the 1.9, 1.8, 2.2 million people that listen to my program every week. I am very grateful for you. Uh, I do this program for you. The reason we are commercial free is because I don't want someone telling me what I can and can't say. And, uh, you know, I'm in the process now of looking at doing some stuff on national television. So, even then, uh, I'm partnering with a company that I think is just awesome. 
so we won't uh, we won't be selling out. Let's just put it mildly. Last thing, go to, if you are having relationship issues, especially if you have kids involved, call me. The number is eight seven seven five zero eight twenty twenty five. Eight seven seven five zero eight twenty twenty five. And hell no, this is not social services. Okay, so it's not free. Uh, but the deal is, there's some diagnostic tests that I will have you take. That you can determine everything from how to have conflict and manage it to the blind spots in your personality, your attachment styles. Um, how you communicate, are you ready to get in a committed relationship? And, yes, there's a test for that, uh, how well you communicate, uh, all of those things. And those tests, uh, the conflict management test is like, I think it's 50 bucks. The MBTI form Q is 55 and the session is like 215 bucks. But for $300, you can avoid getting in another go-nowhere relationship where you get played for a fool or you end up with your heart broke. And I would say that it's a it's a great investment. So when you dial 877-508-2025, go to extension 102 and leave a message because my staff is very busy. So more than likely, you're going to get that recorder. But go to 102, leave a message, and I assure you, We'll have someone call you back within 24 hours or possibly even within within hours, depending on the workflow. All right. Well, last thing. Before you commit to anyone, make sure that you are committed to yourself. If you don't love you and if you don't respect you, how can someone else do it? And moreover, if you find yourself feeling lost, alone, and lonely. There is no amount of sex, drugs, and alcohol, and money, or going to church or going to the club that's going to fix that. The only key and that to any of that is you have to love yourself. All right? Anyway, this has been Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. I love you madly. Most sincerely, I do. Have an awesome week. Talk to you soon. Bye now.